Hello, this is Eartha Kitt. Cats have nine lives. Wow. But unfortunately, you have only one. So buckle your seatbelt for safety. I have one word for you. Zeppelin. Smile, blow me a kiss for this one. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about whatever happens to my view, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. I have one word for you. Zeppelin. Hey, because you're bastard people. You know, those words hurt. But of course, you must realize they come from a man who's gone mad with depression. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems to happen to some of our greatest geniuses. People like Oppenheimer, Schweitzer, Boxcar Willie. And that's why today we're especially sad to announce that Chris has in fact been found certifiably depressed. Hi, I was wondering if this was the same Chris T who does um, the radio show. Because um, if it is, I think your show's really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. You want to know what I think? I think there's some kind of deviated prevert. And that you were organizing some kind of mutiny of preverts. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Commie. Threaten me again! Now you listen to me, you wide-mouthed punk. We've heard just about all we want from you. Whoopsie, Daisy! You are not sleepy or tired, ever. Well, that's a crock of shit. I'm sleepy and tired a lot. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on the Hound NYC. Dot com. That must mean it's uh, Friday at 6 p.m. And uh, don't forget, please always remember it. Don't ever forget. Sundays at 3 p.m., Hound Howls. And then Mark and Miriam with the doo-wop chop shop of the air crashing the party. You got those doo-wops on vinyl? Hell, they got doo-wops on 78 on fucking shellac you know that stuff breaks easily you don't want to drop one of them 78 son every once in a while I feel like uh, the old philosopher is that what's bothering you bunky the old philosopher Hey, uh, tonight we welcome from the West Coast, Lori S. from the West, as we're calling this show. She's out there in Silver Lake, which uh, I believe used to be called the Edendale. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe when Amy Semple McPherson was out there. Maybe that's when it was Edendale. I'm not sure. She might know. She's been out there a while, but I met Lori S. way back in the 80s. In uh, New Jersey, probably East Orange, New Jersey. So we've known each other a long fucking time. She's going to join us to fill us in on what the hell's been going on in her life. Tell us how the COVID is going out there in Los Angeles. And uh, also give us the temperature update. Hell, I could do that myself. 
Let me tell you what the temperature is in Los Angeles. It's 71 degrees, you son of a bitch. Yeah. 71 degrees. And let's check uh, what, what it is in Weehawken, where I am. In the Hawk, as we like to call it. Where I can see Manhattan from the middle of my street here. From my stoop, actually. I can go out on my stoop on the top step and see the old Empire State Building. They haven't fully obscured it with uh, ugly-ass glass towers. Nondescript ugly-ass glass towers like Hudson Yards, for instance. What do I need this teletype for? I'm not even doing news. I'm doing weather. Weehawking, it's currently 19 degrees. So there you go. 19 versus 71 degrees. And uh, tomorrow in Los Angeles, a high of 72, a low of 50. There you go. That's why those people are paying all that money. And then there's, of course, the people who aren't paying anything, the homeless population, which is, oh, my God, in Los Angeles, forget about it. Number here is 760-422-5528. That number, that area code, uh, you might know, is Palm Springs, huh? Palm Springs. Nice. Where God knows what degrees it is, but it might be triple digits. Who the hell knows? Palm Springs. 760-I-CALL-AV. The phones are going to be open for just a little bit before we talk to Lori S., so uh, I know some of you tried to call last week, and guess what? I didn't have the phone on. So tough titty toenail, as they used to say. It's me, Chris T., doing live radio here from the Hawk. And uh, join in, because you can't do this on a podcast. You can't call a podcast. And I know we all love podcasts, but really... I think there ought to be a podcast moratorium at this point. I think maybe don't do that podcast that you're thinking of doing. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. It'll all be explained by the time this hour is over. I always like to do a, like a one-hour show. I, I sort of, when I was at WFMU, uh, it's, it, was the, it was like a one-hour block of shows that that quickly developed after I brought Aerial View into the fold. One-hour show. I said, I just want to do an hour, hour talk show. Who the hell wants to hear more of this, really? You don't want to hear another two hours of this. One hour is fine. And uh, next thing you know, there was all these one-hour shows. There still are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. I'm going to start taking credit for shit. Everybody else has been taking credit for. Fuck that. That's over. It's 2022. It's over. I was for, I was never good at beating my own drum. That's just one of the things I have never been good at. And yet I think as a broadcaster, I'm a lot better than other people. I hear other broadcasters and they're terrible. They're not entertaining. They're not relevant. They're not informative. They're not funny they're deadly dull boring and they suck and that's just the way it is 
Listen, I've tried to change my personality. I really have. It hasn't worked. I'm about to be 60. This is the personality I'm stuck with. If you don't like it, I, I what can I do for you? I, I Huh? What? Is Don on the phone? Number here again, 760-422-5528. We just have enough time for an upside-down update before I uh, say hello to Lori S. and find out what the hell she's been up to low these many years. We did talk to her last year at some point, and I say we like I'm the queen or something. Is that the editorial we? The royal we? Which we is that? And does anyone remember that magazine, We? Was that a Bob Guccione publication? Is that what that was? Bob Guccione. I was going to give you an upside-down update, and uh, when I opened up the New York Times, you know, not the real New York Times. What do I have, a print edition of the New York Times here? No. Online. So they can bombard you with ads. It seems the major news is the Wall Street slide. That's been going on all this week. Wall Street has its worst week since March of 2020. Isn't that when the pandemic began? March of 2020. And uh, why is Wall Street having such a bad week? Well, they're getting antsy. Apparently, technology stocks hit hard. Bond market in disarray. Inflation, got people worried, supply chain disruptions, can't get cat food. I went to buy Marty some Fruitables the other day, and they didn't have any. And those are his favorite treat. And Marty gets really upset. He's like he's like an addict at this point. He might need some kind of rehab. We might have to do an intervention on Marty. I hate to say it. He, he likes that cat candy just a little too much. Sometimes you like Marty. Calm down, would you? With the Fruitables. He's like, no, give me more! Roger can apparently take them or leave them. He likes them, too. Don't get me wrong. Roger's a big fan of the cat candy. But Marty, he's, it's like he's been weaned on the things. It's like his mom must have been eating Fruitables when she was gestating him. Or was he gestating in her? I, I don't know. All I know is that shit's fucked up with my 401k, and I don't like it. Uh, Also, the Federal Reserve has pulled back on the uh, stimulus programs that was started to get us out of the slump created here. It's a little stimulus. Oh, a little stimulus. Stimulus. That would be a great name for a character. Hey, stimulus. Come in here. Yes? What is it? Stimulus? Have you been goosing the economy again? What if... What if I was? Hmm. Alright, enough of this nonsense. It's just... Ridiculous. What's going on in the world. I... Right now, what's going on in the world, you don't even want to know about. If, If no one's told you in the last day or two... Please. Uh, Meatloaf, dead. Louie Anderson, dead. Both gone. 
All right. Let's say hello to Lori S. from the West, who uh, is going to give us an update on what the hell's going on out in her neck of the woods. And tell us about the origins of Silver Lake. Lori, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Absolutely right. can hear you. It sounds like you're right in the room. Yay. Yeah, isn't that something? You know, uh, Chris T, I, I know, like, you guys are over there and jurors are all, like, jealous that we have, like, this incredible climate here in Southern California. But I got to tell you, I mean, I, I do miss the New Jersey snark. Okay, because there's nothing else like it. It's just a pleasure to listen to you. Um, I really miss um, watching Brian Williams on uh, MSNBC now because he just retired. And I mean, that was my daily dose of Jersey snark. And I, you know, you can take the girl out of Jersey, but you can't take Jersey out of the girl. Were you born in New Jersey, by the way? Yes. Yeah. So where? Yes, I was. What part? In Newark. Beth is Newark. Newark. Someone f- once told me the secret to pronouncing it properly. They said, take the W out. It's Nurk. Like, that's how you say it if you're from yeah. there. Nurk. Yeah. Nurk, New Jersey. Nurk. Used to cop dust over there. Yeah. In the Iron yeah. Bound. Uh, I'm, a f- I'm a fan of that city. That city's been through some shit, but it's it's a good-looking city, man, if you ever get a chance. Is it now? Yeah, because and it's it's bigger than... There's more people in Newark, Newark than yeah. there are in many states in this country who right. send two senators to the Congress nonetheless. Oh. You know what I mean? And there's a burgeoning arts community in Newark. And Newark? That's true. you got to love that. Yeah. Newark. Uh, yeah, the world's richest man plopped down uh, the Audible headquarters in Nurk, right over there by Military Park. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't know that. By the way, I'm not, you know, born and bred New Jerseyan. I know that uh, probably won't get me invited to a few parties, but I, I moved to the state in 86, so I, I, I've been here a long time, you know. Chris, and- we are persona non grata, okay? So let's just face it, you know, yeah. anywhere we turn, it's like... We've got, like, the Jersey thing going on. We're both getting really old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're both, like, bitter. Bitter. I'm trying... You know, I read an article by that guy, Arthur C. Brooks, who who writes about happiness and how to be happy in the Atlantic. You know, one of the too many goddamn subscriptions I pay for every month, being subscribed to death. And, you know, he talks about the original meaning of the word cynic, you know, and what the original cynics were. And the cynics were apparently um, these these Greeks who questioned everything. They weren't necessarily down on everything. Like, we think of cynical as you're down on shit. But the original cynics were more or less rebelling against the uh, received wisdom of the moment. Ah, was, that's a yeah. bunch of crap. Bunch of crap! <laughs> And, uh, you know, the cynics, the original cynics, that be a, sounds like a, like a splinter band, like when the original band has lost three members and they have to replace them with three different members, the, and they call themselves the original cynics. We're the original cynics. They influenced the Stoics, and, you know, Stoicism influenced Christianity. So cynicism runs all through all of this stuff, but not the cynicism that we think of in the cynic that I've become, where I think everything sucks and people are stupid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry so, about uh, that. I, I try to be nice. I really want to be nice. But, 
you know, it's just, it's, I think that social media has made everybody a little bit meaner and, and that kind of blows. And, you know, when, like, especially like when I'm doing like, um, you know, the doom scrolling and stuff and I end up getting into it with somebody on social media. Yeah. Um, and I, I finally unfriended you know, somebody uh, last week that I, I, I really tried and tried and tried not to unfriend them. But, yeah, but then uh, that's that's good. I mean, it's like loving detachment. You really have to do that in in order just to stay sane. But yeah. like, you know, I you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and one I've been listening to a lot is Dr. Stephen Hassan, who is um, he used to be in the Moonies. And now he is uh, a th- licensed therapist, and he gets people out of cults. Oh, nice! So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and not and the Keith, not so the Keith Moonies. He was so compassionate. Okay. I I don't know how he does it. This guy must be a saint. Maybe because he's been through it already, and he's already been indoctrinated. And he got out. In fact, he wrote a book called "I Got Out." Nice. Called, and. You know, like you know, it's so inspiring to listen to him because he is just so wise and sweet and compassionate. And he's like, these are really good people who got up, got caught up in something that I don't, that they don't understand, and it's really hard for people to, you know, to to come to terms with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be like really cool. And I'm gonna be really nice to these people, you know, and then like. Then they start getting into it and the name calling and the abuse and everything. When you're trying to be sweet and compassionate to them, they just get meaner. Oh, my like God. They see, they see kindness as weakness. And the, then I start thinking, you know, like these people are so stupid. Maybe I could come up with some kind of a, you know, a scam to rip them off because they'll buy into anything and I just and, and that's when like I'm like nope 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 I can't do that you know it's like you know these people who are like buying magic dirt online you know? there's magic dirt should I get yeah. some yes. gee whiz yeah I could use some magic dirt COVID. myself yes that's what is it right and, and you, you eat it and... or you rub it on yourself what do you do with mm-hmm. it no that seriously I saw a, a report look it up magic dirt um and these crazy QAnon conspirators are bathing their children in it. Well, now, because like, you know, the, their whole thing is like, you know, they're against, you know, the pedophilia. And it's just like, you know, and child abuse. And they're bathing their kids in magic dirt. Well, boy, I wish I was in a band looking for a name right about now. That would be I it. Know. Magic Dirt opening for Soft White Underbelly. Ronkonkoma tonight. Yeah. Wait a minute. I need reverb for that. Magic Dirt opening for Soft White Underbelly. Ronkonkoma tonight. Yeah. There's a new one, too, where this, like, um, this crazy creature is, like, telling his uh, QAnon followers to uh, drink their own urine. Oh, yeah, that one I saw. I didn't see the yeah. magic dirt. I saw the one about drinking your own wee. And uh, what is supposedly the benefit of that? What What does that get you? What does that do uh, for you? Does that cure uh, the COVID? Um, 
it's going to bring back JFK Jr.? I don't know. Do you drink I, it prophylactically so you don't get the COVID, or do you drink it after you get the COVID? Yeah, I haven't been following it that far, and it's just like that part. It's I start to get triggered, like when I see like you start these to get people triggered. go on for too long, and yeah. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And I can't believe like can person, you like wait a gazillion followers? Can you make a smoothie with it, or do you have to drink the urine oh! straight? What do you What do you do with it? I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I drink it up. There's a lot of unanswered questions here, but I like Magic Dirt as uh, the name of a band. Like that would be. Yeah, I'd go Magic see that band. Dirt. Magic Dirt. What's that all about? We are Magic Dirt, we and are we Magic are here Dirt. to rock you. That's exactly right. With your well, your your lead vocalist, Stimulus. Stimulus. I love Throwback. that Throwback. Yeah. Uh, thank Throwback. you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. It's uh, all, it sounds like a member of Guar, Stimulus. <laughs> uh, stimulus, your youngest. That's right. Uh, I saw Guar at a club, it, it translated as the Electric Banana in Montreal back in God knows when. My friend Dave visited him in Toronto. I said, let's go to Montreal. He said, that's like if I came to see you in New York. And he said, let's drive to Boston. That's that's ridiculous. But I was like, no, Guar is playing. So, And uh, his mother was out of town. She had a place in Montreal we could stay at. And we went to Montreal and saw Guar. Oh, the memories. They all come flooding back. Wouldn't you like to download your memories somewhere so you can hang on to them in case you start to lose your mind, Laurias? Well, lately what I've been doing is that I have been taking a lot of old videos. Now, for those of you listening who are um, a little bit on the younger side, a video was... What we is like a tape that's inside of a cartridge and you have this machine called a VHS and you but uh, you can rewind and fast forward and eventually these things go bad. So you can't keep them for that long. But I mean, I've been starting to like de-archive like a lot of the old videotapes that I have. And nice posting them online and kind of taking a, a trip back into memory lane, the before times, if you will. So is there any uh, shots in there when I had hair, for instance? Could that I be a possibility? I have some pictures of us. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say it was probably about 86, maybe 85. Um, it, and I, it, it was we probably are, 86. Yeah. We are at my apartment. Mm-hmm. In Weehawken, New Jersey. My God, we're on. There's a back. Forgot stoop. you lived in Weehawken. Jesus, that's right. Yeah, and you came to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, there's I have pictures of you with um, Greg and Elise from Raging Slab, mm-hmm. and uh, Brian Swirsky. Shout out to Brian Swirsky if you're listening. Jeez. Um, and we're on our my back crappy cement stoop. And we've got like this little barbecue, and we're barbecue we're, we're barbecuing up hamburgers and hot dogs, and they and uh, somebody made like a peace sign with the hot dogs, and you guys are all like around it. I gotta scan these and, and send them to you. I, I, in fact, I'll I'm gonna post them on, on my Facebook page. Later. <laughs> I wish I remembered this, but I don't. Oh my right? god! Because, I, it's like it's weird. It's 
lifetime ago. I know. We were babies. And, and I thought, and, and back then, I thought I, you're I, playing guitar. Oh, nice! Yeah. I was jamming with members of Raging Slab. That's pretty. That's good. right. You were you nice. and Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, back then I thought I, I looked hideous, and I was going to say, "Look at me now." <laughs> no, you do. You look at. You actually do look better now. Oh my God, so. no! That's I mean, not I can possible. kind of, if Please. you want, I can kind of fix those pictures in Photoshop. But I think that y- you have definitely evolved. You know, into Thank you. like a very distinct. Well, I, you know, uh, what the secret like, is, Laurie you know, I've been drinking. Thank my God, own we're urine. at the end. I've got to take a wicked leak. So uh, that's keeping me young. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to endorse it uh, necessarily before I had to, but there you go. There you so, go. So we met because of WFMU. I'm going to tell the origin story for those yeah. who don't know it, but uh, that was probably 1986, it sounds like. Seems like that um, would be right, because yeah, I have pictures. I, I was on WFMU from 1982 um, to 1992. Roughly. Ten, roughly 10 years. Roughly. Ten years, roughly ten years, and um, nobody remembers me from back then except for you. But thank you for remembering me. You know, uh, every a lot of things go down the memory hole, and broadcasting is say, "What have you done for me lately?" Type of business. People aren't necessarily going to go back and listen to archives, even though that station has very, very deep archives. Basically, archives everything that's ever gone out since God knows when. So you could probably really? find archives of uh, Laurie's on the air. I Are no you doubt. kidding me? Oh, yeah. Wow. No, there's like very, very deep archives. I know there's... Because I've got some... I still have cassettes nice. of shows that I taped, especially if I had like live bands on my show. Um, I'm afraid to listen to them because, I mean, I was just baked and, and drunk and stoned every show. Pretty well, much. that's uh, pretty much uh, that was pretty much your uh, what I used to like to call the ABC plan. So, uh, sure, why not? I mean, yeah. no, no one was getting paid. What do you? Why do you have yeah. to show up sober? Or anything yeah. else? And I mean, my please. and my 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 then boyfriend Jeffo from Flesh and Bones magazine used to uh, accompany me a lot and I think that's who we met through I think we met through Jeffo I think right. he was the nexus I think that he even knew you before Oh from the Nihilistics yeah he WFMU. Yeah he knew me from uh, the Nihilistics back in the day the Nihilistics and, yes and know. I remember him writing about the Nihilistics in Flesh and Bones magazine That's right um and for those of you who are listening who were born before uh, 2000 or after 2000. Okay. Then a magazine is this paper that's folded over and it's, um, and it, it, it's kind of like a book, except, but, but, oh, they may not know what a book is either. Shoot. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, like, explain what a magazine is. It doesn't have is. to be recharged. There's no lithium ion battery in it. Okay, there you right. go. And it's, uh, it was a, it was a fanzine. He put out it a, was a, a fanzine. A fanzine and we like, is and a magazine for fans. There were stores back then right. that were dedicated to just selling fanzines, not just, not, just records or anything, just fanzines. Jeff O and was the, f- the first person to ever publish any of my writing. He published a short story of mine in Flesh and Bones. So thank you, Jeff O, if you're still yeah. above ground taking air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm friends with him. On- oh, okay, good. 
Yes. Good. So, yeah, so we met, and then we started hanging out with everybody else that was down at the station at the time, William Berger, who rest in peace, and uh, whoever else was around, Frank O'Toole, uh, rest in peace, uh, Vanilla Bean, rest in peace. They're all, they're all dropping, no. Lori. They're all, no. they're dropping. We're, That's what happens. Yeah, I, your con, your so consort to, to hear about, starts to drop. about them. And, um, um, but, yeah, I mean... We're all going to die, right? Well, we're just going to die sooner than somebody. not meatloaf or Louis Anderson because they're already dead. They're so they already they're dead. not going to die again. They do you have yes. thoughts, by the way, on the passing of Mr. Loaf, as the New York Times once called? I him? was uh, to, quite frankly, I, I was never really a fan just because you just always heard the song. The song is uh, the name of the song is. I remember the Paradise by the Dashboard Light, right? That yeah, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's played the one. on the right. radio ad nauseum, and I just got really sick of it. It's why I never embraced Bruce Springsteen, because that was played on the radio just way too much. Right. And that's why I got into WFMU, because I was just like, I can't stand this stuff. It's really... Somebody make you know, it stop. It's like, somebody please play something else. Right. Yeah. And you had to go do it yourself. You had to take the bull by the horns and go and do it yourself, right? Yeah, DIY it. Well, I uh, I just remember that's what we do in Jersey. Exactly. Get the hell out of our way. Let us do our thing here. Um, I remember being pissed when I found out that like they had hornswoggled Phil Rizzuto, who famously did like a voiceover for that song, right? And he didn't know. That he it was going to be used in a song about like uh, what that song is about, namely about banging your banging in the car and then in the back seat. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, and who was the who was the female uh, singer Sanga in that? I know later on I'm going to say was Carla Ellen, DeVito. Yeah, because it wasn't Ellen Foley yet, right? Ellen Foley no. who went on to date Mick Jones of the Clash, and she's on that. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hitsville, UK. That song, Hitsville in UK, right? She's she's on that, but that was Carla DeVito, who we famously sang that song with, but they pissed me off because Phil, Phil Rizzuto's like, I didn't know. I just recorded this thing, and next thing you know, Phil Rizzuto's wrapped up in that magnum opus, Jim, yeah, Jim Steinman's magnum opus. Should have sued him. Should've sue everybody. Sued. That's right. Left, right, and center. So, uh... They, they're now referring to him in the New York Times, by the way, as Meatloaf. So they got that one straight anyway. They fixed that. Born Marvin Lee a day. I've, I met him. I interviewed him uh, back in the day on Sirius XM. Spent the, a good 20 or 30 minutes talking to, to Meatloaf, which was a surreal experience. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but wasn't he like a hardcore Trump supporter, Trump he, follower? Yes, Apparently, a climate change denier as well. So yeah, you I mean, you, you really do have to separate the man from the music, because I mean, he definitely has like the artist cred. You know, there's no denying that the guy had talent. But yeah, it's, just like, it's interesting you say that. I was talking to a friend last night in Dallas about that very thing about how, because he he was asking me why are people you know f- so fascinated by. Uh, for instance, um, you know, Woody Allen being canceled, that kind of thing. And I, and 
we got into a conversation about what happens when you start throwing people out um, because of bad things they had done in the past, the things that they had done. And this is not a defense of Woody Allen. I could care less about Woody Allen, frankly. If I never see another Woody Allen production, that's okay by me. Yeah, but you gotta love you gotta love Sleeper. Sure, come on. Yeah, yeah. But that Wonder Wheel stuff that he did was hilarious. Oh, but now it's horrible. The stuff he's been putting out, the oh, I don't know, yeah, yeah. it's hard. Anyway, it was more of a conversation about what happens if you start ejecting every artist from your life because they were they weren't nice people. What are you left with? The thing about artists and creative people is that we are all flawed in yeah. some way, some more than others. Yeah. So, um, but let's face it, you know, there's like these people still have their Michael Jackson albums. They didn't, yeah. they did not toss them. They still listen to Michael Jackson, knowing what they know. Knowing about the Jesus juice, knowing about what went on at Neverland, and knowing about his his grooming of, like, Emmanuel Lewis and whoever else it was at the moment. Wasn't one of the Culkin kids groomed by him? I don't know what how far it went, but how could you watch that miniseries all about him and still be like... Yeah, I love Michael Jackson. It's I I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. There's some things where hey, maybe this is what how QAnon got started. <laughs> I have no idea. Talk about a callback. Uh, it, it, I think it's because of the lack of transparency that famous people have and are afforded. And then we find out about them and we're like must be like this secret cabal and it's like and let's blame it on people we hate and the jews of course because it's always our fault no matter what yeah what about that guy uh speaking of dallas didn't some guy go into a to a synagogue recently and demanded some prisoner be released and yeah. They're there and said a lot of things about Jews and of Israel. And somehow uh, the article I was reading in the paper was saying that there were some news outlets who were not really calling this what, what it was, which was anti-Semitism and sort of giving this terrorist an out and saying, oh, he was really he went into a synagogue and and took 11 hostages including a rabbi because he thought that would get him some attention not necessarily because he's an anti-semite and i was like well i'm sure there's a lot of churches you could have barged into too i mean we're we're still a christian nation according to uh four out of five people you would ask passing you on the street and uh i think he would have gotten a little more attention if he had but you know the churches i they're probably heavily armed Something tells me there wasn't a single firearm in that synagogue in Dallas. I'm just saying. Maybe that rabbi, rabbi wants to go. Uh... No, the rabbi had his, his chair. Yeah, he threw a chair at the he guy, didn't he? threw a chair yeah, at yeah, him, yeah. and they were able to escape. So the guy couldn't have been like, I, I mean. Wasn't yeah. very good at taking hostages. It was not good at taking yeah. hostages, but, you know, um, I'm glad that nobody was hurt or, God forbid, killed. Right. But I just have to say that um, in all societies that the first uh, sign of a failing and falling democracy and civil society is the rise of anti-Semitism. And we've been seeing that on the rise 
God. Well, for, I'm going to say, the last five years, maybe it's been more, but may, maybe we're just hearing more about it now. But um, it, yeah, I it's think just like this I, encroachment on the well, Jewish community. It's, it's, I'd like to peg uh, the genesis of a lot of this to uh, when Trump came down that escalator in Trump Tower. Uh, because when he decided to run for president in whatever it was, 2015 or 2016, uh, and came down that escalator and, and immediately referred to Mexicans as rapists, and uh, it, it really um, it allowed a lot of these assholes who otherwise kept their mouths shut about their stupid thoughts uh, to start blabbing about them and to start um, to really manifest them in ways that uh, were obviously harmful to anybody who wasn't them and who they thought was somehow advantaged in a way they weren't. It, it's just utterly... It, it, I was just about to use a word that we can't use anymore. We really can't use anymore. It would be a perfect word. I'm not going to use it. Um, but they, they're just... They can't think straight because their minds have been utterly warped by uh, God knows what. I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe it's Christianity that's utterly warped their, their minds. I don't know what it is. They're not very good Christians. I mean... They're terrible Christians. They're terrible Americans. They're just, just terrible people. But what he did was he built a permission structure for them to be their worst selves, you know. And that's uh, that's what we're seeing, what we've seen play out since 2016, and especially in the rise of uh, hate crimes and anti-Semitic attacks and um, racist attacks and just conspiracy uh, cults. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, look at all those folks who stormed the Capitol on January 6th of uh, last year. Yeah, and Camp Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. That's, there, there was a lot of uh, symbolism that they carried along, imagery that they carried along to indicate you, you know, the what guy, they think. The guy, the guy who had the Camp Auschwitz shirt on, apparently, he, um, he worked in a copy shop. You know, yeah, and like you know, and and after he was arrested and stuff, you know, the the manager of the coffee shop was just like, "Well, we always knew that he had the Nazi thing going on, but we we just but we told him not here, Bob. Not, <laughs> don't not, bring it to don't the do it coffee here. shop. I just cut out the Nazis. Yeah, please." Would you please? And, but, and he did a great. He was a great worker. A, he did a great job. <laughs> he was very and, efficient. And when we told him about the Nazi stuff, he cut it out right away. I didn't see that. I wish I had seen it. That's pretty yeah. good. Wow. See yeah. permission structure. Build a permission structure for the Nazi. Why? Right. As long as you just keep it to yourself, we're fine with it. So it wasn't until he wore a Camp Auschwitz shirt to an insurrection that they decided to fire him? That was going a little too far, Bob. A little too far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was like, Bob, we've we've talked about this before. Bob, we've talked about your anti-Semitism on the job, and I've said, I've always said, whatever you do, whatever you think in your own mind, that's your business. But when you're going to have to let you go, a Camp Auschwitz shirt to an insurrection, uh, that's affecting my business. You know, people are not going to come in here and want copies now from us. But I got to tell you, you always knew the right machine for the job. So good luck with. And no more running off of those flyers that you've been running off. Please. Yeah. 
Join us for our rally. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of anti-Semitism out there still. It's on the rise. Um, and uh, I just find it ironic that, like, you know, this guy tries to do some shit in a, in a synagogue and it doesn't go down because they've been training. They're, they've got, like, uh, the JDL over there giving them courses and what to do if somebody comes into your, some no-good Nick comes into your synagogue. And and maybe they should start training these uh, people at these churches because, you know, sometimes, although uh, this guy wasn't armed, right? Did he have a gun, by the way? He did have a gun, didn't he? He had a gun, yes. yeah. Yeah, he had a gun. Which is mm. crazy that, like, right. the rabbi threw a chair at him and was able to escape. Well, the guy didn't really... I don't think yeah, his he, heart I'm was sure really in it. I'm sure the guy had no idea how to actually use <laughs> exactly. a gun. Exactly. I don't think his heart was truly in it. Who knows? Or or maybe it was a very well-thrown chair. We don't know. We weren't there. No. Maybe he really threw that guy. You imagine someone throwing a folding chair at you and you're yeah. not a professional wrestler? That could that could be pretty bad. Yeah. Chair comes That's... flying towards you. Right. Right? Yeah. We're talking to Lori S. Lori S. from the West is the name of this uh, particular Aerial View show. Aerial View show, show uh, heard Fridays at 6 p.m. on thehoundnyc.com. Lori S. from the West. I like the way that sounds. And then uh, it replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. And then, meanwhile, it becomes a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hound Howls every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by Crashing the Party. Do up, chop, shop of the year with Mark and Miriam. That brings us up to date. Uh, you know, I was talking about how Laureus and I met, but also um, at the time we met, were you playing music by then? Or did I not know you were playing music? Or were you, had you picked up an yeah, instrument? Yeah, I was in children in adult jail. Oh, that's right. right. Yes. Okay. With Sue and Diane. Sue and, and Diane, yes. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm sorry I wasn't aware of that, but I probably forgot, just like I forgot I was on your stoop in Weehawken. Yeah, and we were on, um, so we were going to like do a deep Jersey dive here. We were on Buy Our Records. Yes, I remember run that. Run from the, 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 the band, the guys in the band from Bedlam. That's right. And they just re-released an album, and they put some, and I, Chris, like, forgive me. I don't remember having them on my show, but I did. Yes. And yes. they had, and they sent me the album. I don't know, really have access to a turntable, so I can't really listen to it. But mm. apparently, there is a track on there that um, has an excerpt from my show. I don't really. I don't think you probably don't. Hear they can't send you the digital version of this, by the way. No. Oh jeez! I listen. I'll mail you a turntable. How's that? Is that all it's gonna take? Is a turntable? You probably need a preamp too. Something tells me. No, I, I we got that. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Um, well, I just gotta figure out like which which song because there's like a gazillion songs on here. Yeah. They What's the record called, by the way, folks? Oh, the record is called Garden Bedlam. Final Bedlam. Hmm. Yeah. But on the back it says Garden State Noise. But I think that was their slogan was Garden State Noise. I like it. Yeah. I always liked the bands from the Garden State. When it's I was a great, uh, great package that they put together. It's it's really nice looking. I gotta find it. Yeah. 
by the way, you can find Lori at armadelicious.com, A-R-M-A-D-I-L-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com. I'll try to put that on the Facebook page as well, my Facebook page and the show's Facebook page. I hate having a Facebook page for Aerial View because then I just get bombarded by Facebook with uh, all kinds of ways that I can reach out to more customers. And I'm like, customers, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So that might go away eventually. I'm tired of being pestered every three minutes about how I can reach out to more customers. So Please. on my uh, on Lynette Skinner's um, Facebook page, you know, I've got, and we talked about this the last time I was on your podcast. And they, um, a lot of the people are from supporters. So I just automatically get a lot of ads from the NRSC, um, which are just freaking horrifying and creepy. And I mean, Jesus Christ, if I was actually a Republican, I would be so angry about getting these because they're very threatening. Wow. Like, if you don't do this, we're going to tell Trump the Fuhrer that you you didn't donate and that you must not be a true patriot. You know, it's just like these horrible things. And I just keep on going, I don't want this. And, you know, I set my preferences. I don't want any more stuff from the NRSC. And somehow they find a way to creep back in. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. It's really scary. And then, of course, and then if, you know, if I haven't been on Facebook lately and, and I haven't looked at it, then all these other stuff starts coming through, like ads for Ted Cruz and, and Rand Paul and help us fight Nancy Pelosi. And oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's really... I don't get it yeah. on, on uh, Lori Citizen's face. But, but the Lynette Sheeburn... Because yeah. I'm friends with all these people who worship him. It's really sad. Uh, I'm sorry you're going through that, Lori. Well, you know what? The... The moral of the story is just stay off social media, people. You know, once a day, check in, see what's going on, and post something, you know, where you don't have to fight with people over it. Because you know what? You know who's it? Who who benefits from that? Mark Zuckerberg, and fuck him. Yeah, you know that guy, that guy with Asperger's or whatever the hell it is he's got. I have no idea what's going on over there, but it it it. it, it that doesn't even explain it. This is way beyond that. I think he's just uh, got assholeism. Is what he's got. But hey, uh, yeah, uh, Lynette Shebert is the page for the band. It, there's also is there a honky tonk women Facebook page yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. My yeah. God, you're being bombarded um, on all sides. Uh, well, uh, hey, you know what? We we love to we love to get those likes and clicks. So that's what it because that's what it's all about, you know. So let's talk while we have a few minutes left about Bill Wyman for a minute, because if you're going to play the songs of the Rolling Stones with the Honky Tonk Women uh, and you're playing bass, I guess you have to study Bill Wyman a little bit. What did you learn about uh, Bill Wyman? That wasn't about separating the man from his music. Well, is he an asshole? I mean, didn't they do that documentary about him, by the way? Yeah, I mean... He doesn't come off as an asshole, but I thought, like, the whole reason that they um, decided to part ways with him was because he married someone who was, like, 14 years old or something like that. Yeah. 
you're mean, just supposed I, to sleep with I, them, I guess, like, if you're the rest of the Rolling like, Stones. I really did have to separate the man from his music, and especially since I'm playing his bass lines. But he yeah. is like a super bass genius. I'm, I'm amazing. He's so underappreciated as a bass player. And well, yes, you do. When you're when you're in a tribute band, I mean, I think that one of the perks about it is that you really do start like to get into the mind of the musician that you are trying to mirror. And um, and I, I love that. You know, I really I love figuring out other people's bass lines. And, like, you know, when you finally get it, it just makes sense and it just snaps. And it's just like it's fun to do things that you're good at. That's why. It's it's always fun to talk to you on your podcast. Chris, oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm good at this. Is that what you're saying? You're, you, yes, you're Damn. really good at it. You're just a natural baby. You yeah. got it. You got I appreciate that. that. It I, factor. I am seasoned, as they call it. Seasoned. seasoned. When you want to say old, just say seasoned. I'm seasoned. Yeah. That's right. Baby. See. I have, uh, what is that, Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours. I got the 10,000 hours in. I've mastered this shit. I mean, I did it for a living for a dozen years talking to truck drivers. You try that shit. Let's see you do it and be any right. good at it. Uh, by the way, I was clearing out screenshots on my phone today, and for some reason I had all these screenshots of when um, our show was canceled and I got fired from SiriusXM. And uh, I took a bunch of screenshots of all these people who were like, good riddance. I'm glad those libtards are gone. Their show was terrible. And I was like, oh, man, now they're really turning on us. <laughs> it's like all these years. And that's what to bring us back to what we were Why saying earlier. Why would you save that? Because it, uh, it, it was interspersed with people saying nice things. I, 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 I couldn't just separate out, you know, the messages, the Facebook uh, comments with the good stuff and the bad stuff. It was all in there together. And people were saying nice things. People were saying, hey, I'm going to miss this show. What a great show. I'm canceling my subscription, blah, blah, blah. But then there would be other people who, as I was saying earlier, they had been given the permission to be their worst selves, and they certainly were. So, Yeah, uh, their road rage selves. But, but back to Bill Wyman for just a minute. What did you find out about him as opposed to any other bass players from the bands that emerged in the 1960s, whether you're talking about a John Antwistle or John Paul Jones or a uh, Mitch Mitchell or whoever, whoever you might refer to, Paul McCartney, what was it that he brought to the party that you thought was unique to Bill Wyman? Well, I mean, here here's the thing, and, and this is kind of, a, as a bass player, this is a rule that I've kind of always lived under is that after the show somebody comes up and compliments the guitar player then you know that the bass player did a good job because you're holding the bottom and that was bill's thing was just like he held the bottom he just was always back there him and charlie were just locked and loaded yeah, great um, rhythm he had, section. Yep. he would just do these really amazing embellishments that you know, just would come in in the right place at the right time and you'd hear it and you wouldn't even really be thinking about the bass part, but the bass is carrying the whole song. So, 
that's wow. kind of where you kind of have to be as a bass player. Being a bass player, you have to be a little bit humble because you're not going to take the front seat. And especially for a band like the Stones, who are known for doing the guitar thing. I mean, it's all about Mick and Keith, right? Yeah. So everybody's watching them. All eyes are on them. And it's just like the bass player's job is to hold the bottom. And it's an exercise in humility in, in, in a lot of ways. And, and especially for me, because my natural inclination is to be on stage and be out front and showboat as much as humanly possible ass of myself yeah and like bill was never that guy he was the guy with the four foot curly cord you know <laughs> yeah back there you know with charlie and um you know so i kind of have to as far as like being in a tribute band and especially like a female tribute band obviously i'm not bill wyman but i try to replicate his bass lines as best i can but I still have to be me up there. And there's just no way that I can't be as animated as I'm normally prone to be. I know. So have to well, that happy yeah. When are, when's the band going to play again? How's it going with the COVID out there? Or you, you got the shows band is coming doing up? great. I, I mean, I just got to say that. Well, the last time we played together was, was last year because it, of, we were we were rehearsing you know like every week or so and it was going really good and then all of a sudden you know we got the omicron variant and that came in and it was just like well we don't really have any shows booked so you know let's just like you know let's just i know <laughs> there's nothing left for us to say really but to sing you one last good nightly song well, you know, we're almost out of road. Oh, my God. Where did the time go? Uh, you're going to have to come back again. I hate to say thank it. Thank you and, so uh, much. I, I really just, yes, well, oh, we're, thank we, always, you. we always run out of time, and we're always, like, before we talk, we're like, what are we going to say? I, I know, but <laughs> next time we have to focus on Amy Semple McPherson and uh, Edendale or whatever Sister Silver Amy. Lake. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was called before they called it Silver Lake and... Uh, I, I really uh, hate that you're, it's going to be 72 there uh, tomorrow, uh, but what are you going to what are you what are you going to do? Uh, you also have to contend with uh, you know sometimes sometimes you can't go outside because of the smoke from the wildfires. That's just the that's right. That's yeah, just we, the deal that you've made, as they say. The deal I've made. Uh, but Lori S. Again, uh, if you want to go to armadelicious.com, a R M A D I L L I C I O U S dot com. Yeah, it, that that website is an umbrella for my artwork and for my two bands. All right, excellent, Lori. Thank you again. And uh, oh my God, we got to do this again real soon. I have a lot more questions for you. So okay, thanks. Uh, almost out of road. There, there she goes. There goes Lori. Stay here. More Hound Howls coming up on thehoundnyc.com. Again, this show replays Tuesdays at 6, and then it becomes a podcast available wherever you get your goddamn podcast. I know. There's nothing left for us to say, really, but to sing you one last good nightly song and to wish you all good night. Let's dream to the hard-working people 
This is Eartha Kate again, back to remind you to take your belongings with you and to get a receipt from the driver. Have a perfect day. Wow.